Hi, welcome to Unleash Ministries podcast, where Pastor Nathan Sanford will guide us through daily Bible studies, prophetic revelations, and life-changing encounters with the Father's love. Join us for near daily content as we dive into the Word of God. Welcome back to First Peter 5. Um, if you've been following along with all of this, you know we've been going through this crazy journey, and I've actually spent like 40 minutes, which is essentially the last couple of podcasts, honestly talking about one verse or maybe like part of another verse. And I don't know, like it's really, uh, it's, I think it's such an important topic, like humility and arrogance, and especially how uh, this in this hour like what the heck is humility and what is um arrogance and and again i haven't even touched really the depth of the topic and i don't want to continue to go through this particular scripture because we've gone through it a lot we're gonna move on to verse seven we're in first peter five verse seven if you're new to this podcast what i do is i really just go through literally the entire bible so we pick a book and we go chapter by chapter verse by verse we get deep into it, we teach it, we talk about it, and we just dive into the Word, which I think is so incredibly needed right now, where there's lots of ideas floating around there, and there's lots of different things. And for us to be rooted and grounded in the living Word of God right now is so important. I mean, it's always important, of course, but in this hour when it's things are just crazy, you know, or what is happening throughout the body of Christ and the world, um, you know, we have uh, turmoil in the Middle East right now. We have uh, leaders that are um, being accused of some pretty heinous crimes that are over, over large ministries. And, you know, and, and I know and everyone knows this, too, probably it's just the beginning. And it's like, my goodness me, we need to be so rooted in the word and let it pour over us. So I just got I just finished talking about First Peter five, which is therefore and literally it says be humbled under the mighty hand of God. It's like if you will come under the mighty hand of God, that will that is the definition of being humbled (laughs) um, is coming under his hand. And then the second part of that, that he may exalt you at the proper time. And then that, again, is such a weird thing. I want to address two topics before we move on to the next verse. And right there, it's like humble yourself or literally be humbled under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you at the proper time. And sometimes it feels like, uh, again, uh, there's two extremes to this, of course. There's there's what's happening in the world or what you see in a lot of kind of of churches that focus uh, almost too much like uh, how do I say I don't, I want to paint this right. So you have kind of the seeker sensitive, I call them WWs that the entire focus is kind of on making people happy and on making people feel good and on kind of having services that everyone wants to come to. And the whole point of church or even Christianity becomes like the happiness of man. It's like, that's like the whole goal is to kind of get everybody happy and, and have everyone feel good and and that kind of became church in a lot of places, especially in the 80s, 90s, and like early zeros. But then, of course, as happens with everything, you have like a reaction to that. And this especially seems to happen in the church and the body of Christ. You kind of have a reaction then to the overemphasis on making people happy and on focusing on people. And you have these voices that come out and say, it's all about God. It's not about people. It's about God. It's about honoring God. Church is about God. Screw the people. You know, they wouldn't say it like that. But but that's kind of so that whole idea is like people don't matter at all. And church is just about God. And we're going to get back to like 
who cares what people say and think and feel and where they are. We're just going to preach the gospel and it's going to be about Jesus. And that all sounds good too, sort of like on the surface, but that can be kind of weird too. So I want to address this scripture, I think speaks to that. And the first part is humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Now on the, on the churches that kind of err on that far uh, place of like people, it's not about people, it's just about God. Like they are totally okay with people being humbled, but they're not okay with them being exalted. And I just want to let you know the word of God right here in first Peter five, six says he may exalt you at the proper time. And I want you guys all to understand if you humble yourself or if you if you're if you're being humbled under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you. And does that mean, you know, people worship you? Like, certainly no, uh, doesn't mean anything like that. But what he does mean is he is going to promote you. He is going to give you power, authority, everything that comes with being a child of the kingdom. Uh, that that is what happens when you put yourself under the mighty hand of God and then you stay under the mighty hand of God so that any blessing, power, grace, whatever it is, favor that comes on your life, and it definitely will come on your life, you are completely under his hand. But understand that he will exalt you. That's what the Bible says. And, and this isn't just some like when you die or when Jesus comes back. No, there's like an actual thing that happens. And, and do I understand what that means fully? No, I don't. But I do know that it's a reality. So you have that aspect of it um, where the kind of religious churches sort of lean more towards what I just described. Like it's all about Jesus and the hell with the people. That kind of attitude um, that I, I don't know that that wouldn't like to hear anybody being exalted. But then you have, the, again, the ones on the other side where it's sort of all about the people and we've almost exalted the people and their wishes and their comfort and their happiness sometimes over the simple gospel and the glorification of Jesus. And that, of course, is equally twisted. So we don't want to do either one of those. We want to understand that we want to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and that he will exalt us at the proper time. I was just actually talking to some friends about this yesterday, and I was just talking about kind of these two extremes where you have sort of, uh, you know, this like, it's all about the people, and we're going to be seeker sensitive, and our, our, ser our services are going to be 53 minutes and 27 seconds long. Exactly. We're going to have two fast worship songs, one slow worship song. It'll last 15 minutes and 14 seconds. And then Pastor Jay with his ripped jeans will come out, and he'll give us a great sermonette quoting about four verses out of the Bible and then giving us about a 38 to 41 minute sermon on how to be a good dad, manage your finances or whatever it is. So I, I understand that that can be one emphasis. Then, of course, the other emphasis is we just ignore the people who cares about the people. Doesn't matter what they want, think or feel. We're just going to yell about Jesus because it's all about him. And I, I want everyone here to understand, like, we have Holy Spirit inside of us. And I don't know if everyone knows this, but he loves people. So <laughs> Holy Spirit loves people. God loves people. Jesus loves people. So when we come into church, yes, it's all about God. Yes, it's a sacrifice. Yes, we need to get into the word. Yes, his name needs to be exalted. But does that mean we ignore people completely and don't think about what is happening in their hearts or what might be conducive in the service to reaching, touching, and loving a person? I, I certainly hope we don't throw that all out, you know, th like in the trash and just yell 
something at people. I, I think it's good to, we have Holy Spirit in us. Most of the people who would come to church, certainly not all of them, but most of them have Holy Spirit in them and he loves them. And part of church is gathering together to encourage one another, to pour into one another. And it's hard to do that if you don't even know where people are. Like it's, it's hard to do that if you're not even sensitive to what's happening in their heart. So all I'm saying is, yes, let's make it all about Jesus. Yes, let's make it all about glorifying him. And at the same time, be sensitive to people, kind to people, loving to people. And it's okay to move your service in a way that God is moving to reach and touch people. Like, that's not a bad thing. So I hope that makes sense. Kind of trying to bring a little bit of uh, balance to humble yourself and he will exalt you. Now, here's the next one. And I think this is really interesting because the way this reads in the Greek, like, um, the imperative of uh, humble yourselves or be humbled under the mighty hand of God. And then he goes, casting all your anxiety on him. And that's interesting. So I want you guys to understand a large part of humility is actually casting your anxiety on him. And I, this is a hard one. I, I think this is a really hard one because uh, a lot of us, I know I have struggled with anxiety. I ended up in a doctor's office having a panic attack that I had never um, had to any level of that kind of extreme. Um, so I want to let you know, I understand anxiety. I know a lot of our people in our culture right now are suffering with anxiety. I think there's, um, I don't, I don't know this for sure, but the last time I checked the stats on this, there were more Americans on prescription medication for anxiety, um, than any other anxiety and depression than any other prescription medication. And it was something like 30%. I mean, it was just insanely high number. I think that was for people under 30 or something like that. So uh, this anxiety is kind of a big, big deal, but he actually, Peter ties anxiety to humility. It's like the way you do it almost, or at least in part, the way you humble yourself or the way you are humbled under the mighty hand of God is to cast all your anxiety on him. And this is like casting all your worries, casting all of your fear, casting all of your anxiety, casting all of the things that are constant on our heart to him. It's like, and of course, this is a faith and trust issue. It's like giving it over to him. And this is the act of humility that he's calling for. He's actually saying like, we have to, ca and now I understand a lot of you guys are sitting there going, and then to finish that verse, he says, because he cares for you. It's like, because he loves you, because he's caring about the things you're caring about. Now, I do understand that, and I've been there, maybe some of you are there right now uh, in the sense of, it's like somebody's like, hey, you're worried, you have anxiety, just give it to him. And, and you're sitting there at home, or maybe you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> like, how many of you have been there? How, how many of you have been to that place where you're like, look, man, if I knew how to cast this anxiety on him, I would. Like, I don't know how to get rid of this. Like, I have definitely been there when I'm sitting in the doctor's office and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I prayed every prayer. I fasted. I've been before the Lord. I've worshiped. I've done everything I know how to do. And this anxiety is just sort of sitting there. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. And I know that it's part of humility because I just read this passage. But how do I actually do this? You know, how do I cast my anxiety on him? Um, because he cares for you. And uh, sometimes I wish <laughs> that the, the biblical writers and that are under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit would, when they gave a command like this, like, hey, just like be humbled under the mighty hand of God. And you know what? Cast all your anxieties on him. Just all your worries, all your anxiety, all your cares. Just like know that he cares for you and give it to him. And I wish they would say, and here's the three steps on how to do that. Like that. <laughs> That would be awesome, right? They're like, okay, I know that you just should, but they just, just do it. You know, so a lot of times 
pastors and preachers come across, you know, this kind of a scripture and they do kind of the same thing. It's like, well, what do I do with that? Like, how do I do that? And I don't know um, that there's a hard and fast answer on exactly how to do that. But I have found this like in my darkest time. So I'm just going to give this to you like on a how, like a practical how do I cast my anxiety and my cares on him? When I feel like I'm drowning in them, right? When I feel like I can't freaking breathe right now because I, uh, the anxiety I'm feeling is just nuts. And I'm going to give you two steps that um, I uh, have just in my life worked pretty well. So I'm not saying this is like the magic answer or this is like the two steps to an anxiety-free life. But I just want to tell you the two steps that have worked for me. So the first step that worked for me was... Uh, actual demon casting out a ring. So <laughs> yes, that is a theological term for deliverance, demon casting out a ring. And what I mean by that is there have been times in my life uh, where that anxiety is just absolutely crazy. Like I, like when I w ended up in the doctor's office where I'm like, this is completely wacko. I don't know how to deal with this. And there have been times when I've heard the still small voice of the Lord and to t say to me, say in Jesus name, spirit of anxiety, get off of me, get out, get off of me. I will not listen to you in Jesus name. You're done and be silenced. Sometimes saying that out loud and commanding those demonic spirits to go can actually be this massive breakthrough in your life. I know it sounds so simple and I know it sounds so like that's all I have to do. Like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes it is like it can be that powerful. Now, I'm not saying that's the cure all for everything, but oftentimes there is a demonic entity attached to anxiety and to fear. And sometimes, you know, we have to, to know that just to get through the muck of the spiritual atmosphere, just to say, get off of me in Jesus name, like just to command it. So that's step number one. So if you're in that place, you don't know what to do, give it a shot. Like just say, you know what? Spirit of anxiety, get off me. Shut your mouth. I am not playing your game and I am not listening to this. That's that's practical step one practical step two and now this isn't like in order so maybe you start with one and do the other or whatever and again i'm not telling you that this is like the you know pat answer to everything all i'm saying is this were has worked for me in the past to various levels um and it does give you something to do that i feel like is trusting in the lord i feel like is casting our anxiety on the lord so the first is take up your authority and break off any demonic spirit the second thing is worship and there were times, I don't know how many times I did this, especially during that season. I mean, I do this now still um, because of the, the turmoil and the hurt that we're going through now. I'm not really having anxiety like I did a couple of years ago. This is more just hurt and pain and being overwhelmed with certain circumstances and questions about the future. I'm just letting you know that's where we are currently. Maybe you're there too. And this is what I did in the anxiety time. And this is what I do now. Like My favorite worship song is probably I Will Give You All My Worship. I, I love that song. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just me coming before the Lord saying, I will give you all my worship. There's something about just turning your heart to the Lord and beginning to worship him. Just saying like, you are worthy of my praise. Like that song says, you're worthy of my praise. Right? There's something about that that just gets your heart again, casting your anxiety on him. It's like, it's like saying all this stuff I'm worried about money, family, uh, you know, money, those kinds of things is just going, I will give him all my worship. He is worthy of my praise. 
and just beginning to enter into worship. Ju- I'm just saying those two things right there. There were times I go out on my deck, especially over the last few years, like just before we moved to North Carolina, and I would go sit out on my deck in Colorado, and I would just sit in a chair and I would start to sing, "I will give you all my worship." I, I would just let it go, you know, before the Lord, uh, and it-, it had this effect of kind of lifting this. Um, and I think that's that that is one of the ways to humble ourselves and one of the ways to cast our anxiety on him says because he cares for you. So the deliverance thing commanded to go enter into worship and just begin to praise him. And if you, you know, you turn worship music on and just say, I, you know, will celebrate the Lord. I will worship the Lord and begin to speak out who he is, like his loving kindness endures forever, like his his glory, his majesty. I'm just talking like. All of that stuff. Does that, I hope that makes sense to you guys. Like to, to say this is like powerful, and uh, <laughs> I I I want you guys to use that. So anyway, it's interesting that he. So First Peter five six. He's like, be humbled under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you. Then verse seven, casting all your anxiety on Him. And that, by the way, that uh, verb tense is like not like do it once. Like this is like uh, present active. Like you're casting like you're always doing this like it's something you continually have to do it's like i have to give my anxiety cast it to him cast it to him cast it to him so i just want you to know that's the verb tense there because he cares for you and it's like look you can give it to him because he cares about what you're going through and sometimes just breaking out that demonic thing beginning to worship can can get your spirit kind of where it needs to be and it's it's interesting because the very next verse which is first peter 5 8 says be of sober spirit be on the alert and it's interesting, be of sober spirit, be on the alert. And it's like, well, how do you get of sober spirit? Well, you cast all your anxiety on the Lord. It's like it's like anxiety, worry, fear, panic. It's almost like alcohol to the spirit. It's like, I, I, I really believe that's why he actually uses this phrase, be sober. I mean, it's really, or be of sober spirit, be on the alert. And it's like, it's like to say, it almost is like truly worry, anxiety, um, you know, panic, the stuff we see people struggling with now, as far as American history anyway, more than any time in the history of America acts like a drug. It acts like alcohol on your spirit that actually doesn't allow you to know, like it gets you off focus enough that the enemy is able to attack you. Cause look at the next verse. He says, um, or the same verse, be of sober spirit, be on the alert, your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And it's like it's like this anxiety, this panic, this fear that has so gripped everyone acts like alcohol on the spirit and dulls you so that you, you become like easy prey. So he's he's not saying this like you have to do this and perform this, you know, because you need to be holy. Like that's not what Peter's saying. He's saying, look, it is important that you humble yourself under the mighty end of God that you cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Because if you don't, that anxiety can act like alcohol and dull you to the attack of the enemy that and he is looking for you right now. And if he smells that fear and that anxiety, he will send the demonic. That's why I said it's important to actually do deliverance. It's important to just say, get off of me, you know, in Jesus name, I will not play this game. I am not doing this like I will not and, and, and cast it off and then going into worship. So it's almost like it's it can kind of wake you up like it'll sober your spirit up to be able to see reality, to be able to see what's really going on so that you're not kind of under the influence of of what weirdly acts like a, a drug in the spirit. So I just want to share that with you guys by way of saying, look, 
this is a time where we cannot afford to be drunk in spirit. And in, at least in this context, being drunk in spirit is to be overwhelmed with anxiety, is to be overwhelmed with fear, is to be overwhelmed with hurt. And I'm, I'm kind of preaching to myself here because I've been overwhelmed with hurt, not really anxiety, but hurt and pain and disappointment and questions for about the for a while now, but definitely the last year and for sure the last like five or six months have been incredibly difficult. And I realized that if I don't watch it, that can act like alcohol to my spirit, dull my spirit. And the enemy like can smells that alcohol and will just send demons to make it worse and to basically beat you down. And he's looking to devour you. So this is how important it is to kind of like, again, rebuke and worship, rebuke and worship and get to that place where we're at peace with God. So I uh, hope that was helpful to you guys. We're going to continue to go on um, the next uh you know, we're going to continue on through First Peter uh, 5, chapter 9 is where we're going to start. We're going to talk about how to resist the enemy because that's what Peter's talking about. So we're going to talk about specifically how to resist the enemy and how to resist them in this time. So anyway, I love you guys. Um, next podcast, we're going to go into some hows about resisting the enemy because that's where the scripture is going. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Unleash Ministries podcast. We pray you are blessed and encouraged by an encounter with the Father's love poured out through his word. If you would desire to bless this ministry financially, please visit www.unleashedchurch.org and click on the Give link. Thank you.